Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Condos podcast. On this episode, we have Mr. Jason Dare, Managing Director of Link to Lenders. Now, he actually did an interview yesterday. Um, well, I saw the interview yesterday with Kalila, um, which kind of drew a lot of questions in my mind, a little bit more towards the personal side, but also how that extended and formed or, or kind of streamlined into you creating link to lender so we're going to explore that first right mm -hmm. so first of all welcome to the show jason thank, thank you, you very much me. thank you very much for, for being here so um link to lenders you mentioned on on kalila's episode that um you were a former stockbroker right you want to explore jason before link to lenders mm -hmm. so tell us about that journey from you know the new stage how did you become a stockbroker mm -hmm. and what was that experience like I really don't know how, how it started in my mind uh, and, and, I, and I tie everything back to one word with three letters and that word is God. Um, the truth is, is that from I was about 16 years old, I, I, I think from that time I always knew that's, that's exactly what I wanted to be in that first stage of my life, which was a stockbroker. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. As a, as a young person, you know, you just see something and you realize that that is what you were mm -hmm. supposed to do. Right. And that's what I discovered from that time. And it just so happened that I was in university in Canada at the time. And Again, I've always thought about it, even not knowing what I was looking at on TV. Mm. I would just keep watching the same channels, the business news channels, right, seeing right. it, kind of trying to teach yourself. Um, and it just so happened that um, in Jamaica, Grace Kennedy owned a stock brokerage um, at the time called First Global Stock Brokers. Right. And, um, you know, my parents had good contacts with people. My mom was in the financial industry and it just so happened that um, we decided to, to use our contacts um, at Grace to, to get the job. Actually, if, if, if I can call his name, the, the current now CEO at Grace Kennedy, he was actually, I consider him my first mentor, uh, Don Webby. And, um, you know, he was the one who actually gave me that job as an intern when mm -hmm. I first started. I think I was maybe 19 at the time. Right. Um, and I was still in university in Canada. And let me tell you, when I, when I came home to Jamaica every summer and Christmas and worked at First Global, it was literally like a dream come true for me. Mm -hmm. um, because think about it, from between 16 and 19, this is what you saw yourself and you're now actually, in a mm -hmm. sense, doing it. Yeah, right. right. So I wasn't a licensed stockbroker at that time because mm -hmm. you're just an intern. Mm -hmm. But like everything that I was asked to do, I did it willingly because I wanted so badly to become a stockbroker. You said that, you, said, you, you saw yourself at a young age, just being a stockbroker, is it a case where you watch certain movies? You want to know what, what was the influence for even that? Because I yeah. guess, I guess, I guess that kind of came from what you were saying about um, the TV shows and kind of teaching Correct. yourself and Correct. actually learning Correct. and seeing from that and saying, okay, this is this is something I see myself doing. So the truth is that the background. Or <laughs> Well, from I've been a child, I've always been interested in business. Mm. And I always tell a story about like, I used to steal limes, and I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I used to steal limes from my neighbor's house. And then what I would do is I'd go back and sell them the limes. <laughs> so little things like that, you know, my mind always operated that way. My, my mother, we had a big backyard and it was growing up with bush and I offered that maybe 10 years old to mm. say to my mother, I'll clear it with a couple of my friends from down the road. Mm. If you allowed me to plant like pepper trees and the first thing I ever mm. did was grow scotch bunny peppers mm. in the backyard. So I did limes and peppers at the same time. My mom was always in banking. Uh, she owned her own um, 
investment uh, brokerage oh. um, when I was a teenager coming up, a nice. company called Alliance. So I've always been exposed to the financial aspect of things and I realized how it worked. And just by being around her and being around the industry, mm. um, it I think is what really sparked my interest at first. And then you have access to these things when cable, I don't know if you guys are old enough to know before cable, mm. but once cable came to Jamaica and we got access to a lot of these channels, I don't know, somehow it just grabbed my attention right. from them. So so you, you mentioned, um, first of all, it seems as if that you, you, you kind of cultivated that spirit in you from youth stage and going up um but you also mentioned the fact that don webby was viewed as your first mentor um how did what effect did he have on your career starting from 19 as a start broker to you know leaving you know gk and actually pursuing a career like between that spacing time what what was the effect he had on you oh I, I cannot qualify or quantify uh, his his impact on my life. Mm. I, I think actually when I speak publicly of it, he he, he seems very embarrassed when I when I say it mm. in front of him um, because he's a, quite a humble person, even though he's reached the highest heights of success. Um, so again, you know, getting a job first was through him. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know that at the time necessarily. Um, he he also attended the same high school, and I've never forgotten it. He attended the same high school I attended, which is the Great St George's College. One and one. Um, and yes, repeat one that and again. One 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 one. One. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I remember what really sparked my interest at the time was wanting to become a stockbroker. Speaking to this gentleman who was obviously at a higher level, when I discovered that he also went to judges, it was like the end of, it. it that was it for snapped. me. Snapped. <laughs> yeah. I remember specifically, yeah. as I said, snap one day mm -hmm. talking to him on the phone. And I just remembered hearing that he went to St. George's and that was, that was it. And, and the truth is, and I, and I mean no disrespect by saying it the way I'm saying it, but I, I've always said to myself, if he can do it, why can't I do it, mm. right? There's nothing that uh, anybody who is successful has um, that I don't have, because I think it's one God make all of us, you know, that kind of way. And then from there, um, I latched on to him. Now, I think one of the ways as a young person, you can get somebody to mentor you without even asking them is to show them what value you can add to their lives or their business without throwing it in them face. So for example, I think, um, Yanni was saying to you earlier, I don't know mm -hmm. if Kamara was hearing me. Um, when, I, when I did get my stock brokerage license, um, I started to reach out to him more. He would have become, for example, the, the, the deputy CEO at Grace Kennedy mm -hmm. at the time. And I remember as a young man, 20, 21, 22 years old, sending him emails, you know, just saying to him, Mr. Webby, can I get two minutes of your time in a presentation that you are doing? And he was quite generous enough to, to allow me to take the two minutes to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of way. And, you know, those are just the opportunities. I, I get goosebumps talking about it. Those are the opportunities that I wanted as a young person because I know it was no turning back for me from then. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once you prove yourself to these, these established business people, these successful business people, as a young person, they will take you under their wing without you even having to ask. Um, and then it moved from there into things like me sitting on Grace Kennedy um, Foundation's board as a young person um, because they saw the value you added. And then when I went there, you know, you came up with new ideas for the foundation to make the foundation money. And then they put you in charge of an entire committee and it just continuously moved 
along the path like that for me. I then, I was saying to these guys that I then became the equity trading manager for the stock brokerage, for the entire stock brokerage when I was 25 years old. Ooh. And the joke is, and I know I talk a lot, right? But no man, no man, no. I want you to go in. I, um, I actually, when I started out as an intern at, seven, at, at 19 years old, mm. People that were working there before me, who were more senior to me, by the time I was 25, they were reporting to me at the time. Um, and, and it is just because I, my mom always used to say to me growing up, don't blend into the wall, right? And, and I think the way to, to not blend into the wall is to stand out in your own little way. So for example, like I've always liked public speaking. So at work, every time something public was to be done, when everybody else was running, full Jason was standing up there like an idiot saying, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. So by that, everybody got to know who I was at the time, including the CEO of Grace Kennedy or whoever it was, mm -hmm. you know, and those little things uh, allowed me to, to springboard my career ahead. Um, and when, when older people, and I'm not referring to him as being old, but when <laughs> older, more successful people see that you're interested, they will take you on under their wing. So was there a period in time, because you, you practically got to a decent height in your career at right. a very young age, was there ever a time where you kind of looked on yourself and you said, oh, this is a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Is it a case where also people's opinions added to that pressure, be, be, be that it, you, you said that, older person started reporting to you, mm -hmm. right? So I'm sure, I'm not sure if you heard any words about, you know, um, Jason is this, Jason oh, is that, absolutely. whatever, whatever, you understand? And how that affected you in your working environment, you know, actually being productive, actually having to look these people in the face. Mm -hmm. You probably know that they said something about you, but you right. kind of have to be professional about it. Right. So were there periods like that and, and how did it affect your career at the time? Oh yeah, so um, I wouldn't necessarily say that affected my career in a mm. negative way mm. per se, uh. but you definitely knew that people had some kind of resentment or grudge towards you, especially when you skip them, right? right? Um, I was actually, and I don't know if I should be using all of these old terminologies that were referred to at the time, but they, they called me like Don Webby's baby, for example, which, which was, I don't want to say offensive, mm. <clears throat> but mm. I knew that I earned my trust with him mm. to get to this stage it wasn't a situation where um, right because now, I knew him he gave me yeah. that role you know people like him I don't care how much him know you and like you from before if you don't perform you're not getting that role you know that kind of way so it was a mix mm. of putting yourself in the right position with the right people but also doing your work at the same time now to the part about stress um, actually, one of the reasons why I ended up leaving at the time, a few years later, was because, I don't know if maybe I wasn't old enough or mature enough to manage the, the stress, not just of working with people, mm. but when you run a stock brokerage, there is more to it, for example, like auditing, the financial audit of a company. Now, as the manager, even though you have your day job trading, um, the, the responsibility fell on your head to now deal with auditors and stuff like that. And I remember having very, very, funny enough, the Heart Institute isn't too far from here. And I had very high blood pressure at 25 years old, between 25 and 30. And I really realized that I don't know if this is what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. Knowing that I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and that's what allowed me to take that step 
um, forward. And I want to tell you, when I did leave, he actually called me to his office downtown, Grace Kennedy at the time, and was trying to convince me not to leave. But, you know, when you have a calling from God to do something in your life, mm-hmm. the, it is almost like an immovable force. There's nothing that can stop you mm-hmm. um, from doing it. And people who know me now will know that I rather die than go back to working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and when I say that, I mean it. In other words, I, and I know it's because, you know, I have flexibility in life and, you know, you're growing a business and it's not easy, right? But I'll tell you, for example, like I said to you um, yeah. earlier, my oldest daughter, uh, she lives in Canada now. She is a child. And for you to see me, to leave her in Canada, to come back to Jamaica, to do this. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah, it is not, it's not an easy thing. Let me tell you something. If you ever see a big 40-year-old man cry every single time, come and check me. <laughs> because leaving your child... Um, overseas for example to come back to Jamaica yeah. it's not something that I would ever encourage anybody to do so I, I've made up my mind mm. that if if and not if because it, it's working out and it will work out because God is good but if if it didn't work out I would I would rather die so what was that what, what was so after that point um, after leaving deciding to leave right getting your heart checked realizing that the stress was crazy what was that transitionary point now from 25 onward? What was your next move after that? It might have been a, a little bit after 25, but like mm-hmm. say between 25, 25 and 30. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said to you, my passion had always been in running or operating a business of some kind. Because right. that was really where I saw, mm-hmm. you know, my entire family going. Yeah. Um, and it was just funny enough that my dad was um, in a part helping somebody else to start up a manufacturing company in the chemical space. Um, and seeing him and understanding the products and stuff like that, I, I started to realize that uh, it was a, a new market coming up, the manufacturing of cleaning products. And I said to myself, you know, this is something with the resources that I had and the knowledge that I had, that is something that you could get into right. um, and cleaning products is something that sell itself you know if you say bleach bleach is bleach is bleach w- one of the things i realized that we had to do differently though was the branding aspect yeah, of things. Right. so that company if, if anybody's listening um, can do some research on it is a company called no brand chemicals so the brand was no brand oh. so in canada there's a brand called no name and it is, it's called, it's really a discount brand. Mm. So for example, you will have Tide and Gain, yeah, right. and then you'll have No Brand. No brand right? right? Mm. So I, I, my, my thing was not to necessarily try and compete with those bigger brands on the supermarket shelf. It was to make a, a more affordable brand in Jamaica and have it branded as such. Um, and it actually took off um, quite well um, before I, I don't know if I want to jump to that far part of, no, of, of no brand, but we, we, we merged with another company at the time. And I think, and this is more than 10, this is about 10 years ago, I think, and don't quote me on the number, but I'm sure we we're close to $100 million in sales at that point after maybe about five years or so in the business. Mm. Well, that's the merge entity, not just no brand. Right, 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 right. Um, but, you know, people started to, to recognize the brand as, you know, it was, it's a catchy name. Mm. You know, kind of like, who, which idiot would come up with a brand name, no, no brand? brand. Yeah, 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 but yeah. once you hear it, I promise you won't forget it right. after that. Agreed, agreed. So with that no brand now, what was your role there? What, what did you, what did you, what is it that? If you ever own a business, you have to do everything. But <laughs> head cook, um, no, sorry, again, it's 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 a founder, mm-hmm. managing director mm-hmm. of the company. Um, but at the same time, as you start in a new business, in a new industry, mm-hmm. 
you have to learn to do everything for yourself. You have to learn to mix the stuff yourself. You have to learn the chemistry. Mm. You know, I never paid much attention while I was in school <laughs> at George's to schoolwork. Um, as you know, most boys are interested <laughs> in girls and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said to myself one day, you know, it's, it, it's, it's actually quite interesting to know that in your chemistry class, at least you paid attention just a little bit. Because the first time I went into meeting with the, 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 the distributor of the raw materials to make the chemicals, he drew a graph on the board with an X and Y axis. And you know, showed you certain things, and I was like, "Thank God, I paid attention to yeah, even minimum." It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know that kind of way. So you you kind of have to mm-hmm. learn to do everything over time, and then teach the right people and delegate, and you know, from there, um, the business started to grow. And would you say that kind of that foundation kind of forged that leadership ability within you to actually? not only recognize a leader in yourself, but for other people to recognize that, okay, Jason, there's some there's something about Jason here yeah. that we definitely would want on board or we need on board right. for directional support. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the truth is, uh, I heard the phrase the other day and it's so true, Le- leadership mm-hmm. isn't a role. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's almost like a verb, yeah. if you understand what I get in it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like really kind of, okay. Really so, so okay, yeah. no, so what I'm trying to get at is, you know, people tend to want to say they're the managing director or the CEO of a company mm-hmm. and not do any of the work itself. <laughs> oh. In other words, it, that, that is the biggest mistake yeah. I think you can make. And if you talk to anybody who is successful in business today, mm-hmm. we'll tell you that is how they started. You know, and I'll use the persons and I call a lot of names the other day. Years ago, I was going to Caramel and, um, I was driving through the gate and Mr. Christian, who is actually the chairman of Caramed, it's a multi-billion dollar company, the security guard was off the day and he was at the gate, opening the gate, right? And, and they called Mr. Christian, the barefoot billionaire, by the way. Um, he owns a number of businesses. I'm sure you guys know yeah. who Caramed is and yeah. he owns a call center in, in New Kingston and stuff like that. Oh. And, um, yeah. uh, Sutherland Global. Right. And uh, I, I said to myself, if, if Mr. Christian can open the gate when the security guard is not there, why, why Jason can't pick up the phone when somebody's calling? Right. You know, so those are some of the things that I've, I've tried to live by. And then you set that example with your team. Mm. You know, that kind of way when my, my staff or team is saying to me, oh, long weekend. I said, well, I'll be right here. So if you have any issues, call me. That is to me when I said leadership, not just having a business card or any any foolishness like that you know mm. um, it's actually doing the work and leading by example the precedence yeah right. you, know, you have right. to kind of set it um, for for your team and for your children well since we're speaking about the team um, we, we definitely can then jump into link to lenders okay. um, actually if I if I may right here mm. there was actually a program that I also saw you on I think it was action coach Jamaica mm, right mm. Well, what would you say is the importance of entrepreneurs trying to put themselves out there in the environment to try and learn how it is that they need to structure business or if they need some guidance yeah. what impact has that program had on you or yeah. would, would you say to other entrepreneurs to seek out that program oh yeah so i i definitely know that you know entities um um services i don't know what you would call it um, mm. training program like yeah. action coach sorry, is, is so important for you because actually there's a tool that um, the head of uh, Action Coach, um, a lady named Marcia Wunchai, um, showed us at the time. It's a, it's like a, a graph, a chart, sorry, mm-hmm. not a graph, a chart where you can block out 10-minute segments of your day 
to utilize your day most effectively. And up to this day, I still use that chart. Would you believe how, it? How, how does it work? How does it work? It's just an Excel spreadsheet, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. and it blocks out 10 minutes. You can do 10 minute, half an hour segments of your day. So for example, like me, most mornings of my life, although I may not look it, um, you'll find me at the gym between six and seven, seven and eight, almost every single day of my life. It's something that I, I don't ever skip. Right? I only look fat because I eat badly. But exercise and those types of things are a part of who I am, you know, that kind of way. Mm -hmm. For example, like after work every day, uh, even if I come home late, I try and spend at least an hour or two with my, my, my children on a daily basis, that type of thing. But I make time for work, um, you know, those types of things. So putting that structure in place, because you see us who are entrepreneurs, for example, we want to go off and run a business and look glamorous and sell and be on TV and wonderful podcasts like what you guys are doing. But at the same time, you know, you have to have the back end controls for your business because I guarantee you, if you don't have that in place, your business will fail. It's a rude awakening. It is. You're it thinking that you're going to get more time. Oh, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur now. I have right. more time in my day to do whatever it is <laughs> absolutely not you realize that there's, not. There's, i said there's two sides to your brain it's there's not. like the ceo side right and then there's the employee side and you have to be talking to yourself to say get this done wake up no move right because right. the responsibility is yours yes who, who are you reporting to Precisely. Right. Well, when you have a board, when you have a board, it's different. <laughs> when you have a board, is different. Different right? story. Right. But as it relates to, like, let me let me say at the startup level. Yes. Then, prior to getting a board, prior to you getting the attention of the masses, yeah. everything is on you to get the business to a point to attract certain attention. Snooze button is the enemy. You understand? So that is definitely that's definitely something that I need to try because um, time management. That's Whoa. something that. We need to work on, but I mean, this is leading right into as as um, before Kamaria mm -hmm. called me to link to lenders. You know, we're going to explore the the time management side and also the team side, and then the business model itself. Mm -hmm. So let's let's take on the business model itself first. Um, link to lenders for those who don't know what it is. What do you explain? What do you explain? Okay, so link to lenders basically is a financial technology company. Um, but what it is at our core is actually a platform that we built um, that basically enables Jamaican consumers wherever we are in the world to do one online application um, to multiple lenders. So for example, instead of you guys walking into a single bank, and I won't call any bank's name, but and then hoping and praying that you do get approved for a loan. For example, walking into that bank, um, one, even if you do get approved for the loan, you're not guaranteed that you're possibly getting the best rates or terms for your business loan, yes. mortgage, mm -hmm. possibly. So what we've set up is through the platform, clients are able to do one online application and then we do the, what they call a KYC in the background and it gets submitted to multiple banks at one time. Um, so that the banks or the lenders, credit unions, will then bid on your application for you as the client to, to know what are the best options for you, for example, in buying a house or getting a loan for a car, mm -hmm. you know, without you physically having to go into, into the bank itself. Mm -hmm. So the benefit of the platform is that one, you can apply from your home, wherever in the world you are. 
Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. I, I <laughs> really thought that it would always there. And I'll share with you that we've actually gotten persons approved, for example, like a mortgage. Mm. Um, as far as Europe, we had one client. Mm. Um, she lives in the Netherlands. Her son lives in India. And between me and you, the first time she came back to Jamaica was to get the keys in her hand. Mm. Right? Because our systems and, and everything is not technology driven. It's a lot of manual and human yeah. aspect to it. Mm. But we piece the parts of the puzzle together so that persons don't physically have to even be in Jamaica to, to complete a transaction. And I was just about to get to that. The last time I spoke to a realtor, um, you know, just conversation. And I was asking, I was asking her, how long an average does it take for you to close a property? Right. She's like, the least amount of time you can take is probably 90 days. Right. Right. Three months. Right. So real estate is one such industry that still requires a lot of Personal, right? And holding, and, and right. So, what you see with nowadays is that technology is, with the increase in penetration and integration of technology into most industries, it's reducing the cycle time of most tasks, most right. transactions in most industries, right? So, I was thinking, link to lender kind of sounds like that solution for the real estate market, right? Right. So, my question to you is. Um, like, would you describe LinkedIn Lender as almost a catalyst, right, of expediting that whole 90-day process, or would you not specify it as that exactly? Meaning, speeding up the process. Right, right. So, what I mean is, the catalyst would be LinkedIn Lender, mm -hmm. right? But would you describe it more as a catalyst within? kind of like the technology space, right? As a technology company, or right. would you describe it more as a catalyst in real estate? Or would you kind of... So, well, initially the business and, and the concept still is is where it is um, the catalyst, if I'm using the right terminology, mm -hmm. in the technology space mm -hmm. to, to simplify the lives of, of our consumers, mm -hmm. our clients. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if this is where you're going you with it, go ahead, go ahead. but this is we realize now that um, there are more moving parts to for example the real estate industry than just the mortgage aspect or the, the, the financing aspect of things mm -hmm. and then we started to slowly realize that as you mentioned realtors realtors needed the support mm -hmm. other industry professionals and players needed support um, so how the company now has morphed into um, which is called a real estate hub mm -hmm. is linked to lenders the platform at the core um, you know assisting consumers and clients to be able to get the mortgage financing first mm -hmm. but what we found happening is that after somebody got pre-approved for a mortgage um, you know they couldn't find a house necessarily they didn't know where to start you know that kind of way so mm -hmm. we've now built out an ecosystem where um, realtors and are, are affiliated with us on our platform um, valuators, land surveyors, different professionals in the industry now where persons are now basically making one online application and we can do the entire process for them now without them actually physically going mm. to do anything. Um, so I don't know if that was mm. a kind yeah, of man, that, 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 that was it for sure. Um, and the reason why I ask that is um, I, I have a particular interest in, in this product because um, as a young person, and I'm sure a lot of young persons are listening, the majority of our audience is between the, the age of 18 to 24 and 24 right. to 36. Um, 
there are a lot of problems, I'm guessing. We're not necessarily a fee with right. how to purchase a property. Right. But Link to Lender kind of makes that very simple. Now, right. let's say that I want to purchase a property. You know, and we want the real estate hub to facilitate that purchase. Right. What would be the step-by-step -step process for me now wanting to come and that actually execute that transaction. Right. Well, so so before you even jump there, mm -hmm. it's funny you mention that because on Kalila show the other day, mm -hmm. we started asking, we started, I gave an example of two young brothers, mm -hmm. one 23, one 25, um, both earn under 100,000 Jamaican dollars, um, uh, but both had good stable jobs. Um, one works at the call center, one works at uh, the ministry, one of the ministries, and we got them approved for $16.5 million. Now, I know it might not sound like a lot of money to you guys, but there are property, there are homes in Jamaica mm -hmm. that are $16 million or even less today. Now, one is 23 and one is 25. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been able to, and we wanted to, to reach out, since you mentioned your target market right. being that age group. Right. I want young people like, like us, Right? Uh, why are you laughing? Um, <laughs> to, to, to understand that even though you know you may not be earning a lot of money at this point in time, you can pool your resources together. You can come together with friends, family, pool your resources together, and then come to speak to a company like a Link to Lenders um, that can help you to get the process started. Right. Now, the truth is, and, and this is not to throw cold water on any of our banks in Jamaica or the lending partners that we work with, but a lot of these guys think of themselves as the big boys and they have no time for, for any of the small small fries then so to speak or the young people in jamaica and we realize that they, they, you know they're missing out on an entire demographic yeah. um that has billions of dollars at their at their disposal mm -hmm. right and they're missing out on it you know that kind of because even us at this level with good contacts and, and networking with the bank, for example, because we have agreements with them. Mm -hmm. Even us have a hard time with them sometimes. So to answer your question, the step-by-step -step process, mm -hmm. and this is what we've really tried to simplify for the Jamaican consumer, is really going onto our website, either linktolenders.com or realestatehubja.com. Um, and well, first step is to really do a mortgage application, which is you go on our website, you click the mortgage button, for example, to um, fill out a simple application form. Mm -hmm. Basically, just giving us your contact information. Mm -hmm. And then from there, one of our agents internally takes you through the process nice. of, of, of doing what is called the KYC or the due diligence. Right. Now, the truth is, is because we are dealing with persons, private information and stuff. This is where the technology aspect also comes in. The data security aspect of things is critical and also making sure that we do the checks and balances on behalf of our lending partners mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we are we are submitting um, qualified applications, qualified leads to, 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 to them. Um, to, to basically make the, the process for clients simpler. Mm -hmm. So instead of you physically going into a bank to apply for a loan, what happens is you can send us all of your documentation electronically. And once you do it with us electronically, actually a few of the banks have allowed us, uh, given us access to what is known as the loan application systems. So we can actually do the pre-approvals internally without sending the application off to the bank itself. Okay. Right. So we internally can determine whether you will be pre-approved or not for a loan. Or a mortgage from inside LinkedIn. We don't sign up in our bank 
Black we don't have it to go to the bank, join a line, or do all of these things. Now, the truth is, is that the, the, at the end of the day, the due diligence really rests and lies with the bank at the end of the day because right. it's their responsibility. You then become, as a consumer, become their client yes. as well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, <clears throat> but we do that initial step. Now, if you can imagine, for the bank themselves, we also are helping them in their process right. because it now removes them from having to have more people in the branch servicing all these people walking through the door. Less customer acquisition right less less in terms of that mm-hmm. right so you know that is really the first step in the in the mortgage application process because it makes no sense you going out to try and buy a house if you don't know what you qualify for you know that kind of because you then end up wasting your time mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of times what we see happening with clients and it actually happened to us this morning a very well established businessman in the US right. um, is applying for a mortgage to buy a, a second home in Jamaica and Sorry, looking at his income, he thought he would qualify like this. Now, here's one of the benefits. We, we sent him off to two of the major banks in Jamaica. I won't call the names. And both banks have declined his application. Oof. Right? For, 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 for various reasons. Right. But I said to one of my agents today, the one that's dealing with the families, a husband and wife, I said to, the, said to her, but remember to let them know that all is not lost because we have the largest lender network in Jamaica. We have about 14 lenders, credit unions, banks, uh, near lenders across across Jamaica that we can then send your application to as well and then our job is to negotiate not just to submit but to negotiate on your behalf you know that kind of so we've seen situations in the past where persons get declined from two lending institutions for specific reason but you never can tell a third lending institution has a different policy altogether mm-hmm. and then the person gets approved at that third lending institution mm-hmm. but the headache you would have had as a consumer is that you would have to have had to have gone oh, there. physically mm-hmm. applied heard no mm-hmm. got to another one and you end up wasting your life yeah. doing it while you make one online application through link to lenders mm-hmm. and we do all of that process internally mm-hmm. and you could be doing it from whether you're abroad or in jamaica from the comfort of your more streamlined correct so so you, you you said that you you guys had access to realtors as affiliates correct right so how does that relationship work in terms of your realtors and the platform and clients how does that work so now how what 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 more from there now is we realize so we were pre-approving clients for mortgages Mm. but then i couldn't find a house and then i started to tap into my network here we go again Mm. tapping into people that you know people your own age group Uh, just like kamari that's how i met kamari in other words we're at an event you just get up I open your mouth, say hi, I'm whoever, I'm Jason, you know, that kind of, this is what I'm doing, X, Y, Z. So what I started doing was tapping into my friends, close friends, who are realtors in the industry. And I said to them, guys, guess what, you know, I have clients who are pre-approved for mortgages and can't find a property. And then the friends are saying to me, well, then refer the client to me, because I have house to sell. So you have the buyer and I have the seller. Hello, let's do it. Correct. No, we are not a a, a real estate brokerage and I'm not licensed, so I can't sell real estate. Now, the truth is, do I want to sell real estate? No, right? In other words, we can then build an ecosystem like an Amazon or a Zillow in the US that supports the entire industry. 
if you understand what I mean. Yeah, right. So we're supporting the bank, we're supporting the client, we're supporting the realtor. Um, the we're professionals put, in the space as well. Right, I will put in the... Lines, okay, yes, all of you're jumping in, right? So, <laughs> so that's what uh, the Real Estate Hub has become over that time. So if you go on our website, and it's realestatehubja.com, you will see where you, you will see a, a list of a panel of attorneys that we work with, valuators, land surveyors, the lending partners that we work with. Um, and then the ecosystem developed now into the point now where realtors are now advertising the properties on our website. Um, individual sellers so in other words and I, and I hate to use this term but suppose you don't want to use a realtor to sell your property you could you could go on the classified ads in a newspaper you could use social media on your own because you don't have to have a realtor to sell a property right. but we started to realize that listen this is an opportunity now for us to tap into that market and as business people there's also a thing called your non-customer so what had happened to us first was mm. our customer was a potential buyer looking for a mortgage. Right. That is very limited if you ask me. A non-customer now becomes somebody who is selling a property, right? Now, if you think about how the, 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 what I call integration, this would be more horizontal, is you have somebody who is selling a property mm. who was never a client of ours, right? Will now be able to advertise your property on our website but then our technology and our people internally will say, oh, so somebody just listed a property for 15 million. Oh, and we have Yanni who just got pre-approved for 15 million dollars. And we just, just make the link together, mm -hmm. right? So everybody is, is, is happy. The seller, the realtor, and then guess what? You're buying a house, you need an attorney. You know an attorney to call right away? No. If you're an overseas person, worse you don't know an yeah, attorney in Jamaica right. necessarily. You go on the website, you can pick. But what we do for our clients is if you want to go with one attorney because that attorney is pretty, go with that attorney. <laughs> yeah. But how we work internally is we then have the pre-approval, we have the property, we, we, we have everything on board. We then have a panel of attorneys that we work with and then we share with the client's permission that information with the attorney. We say, hey, Yana is approved for, in your case, 100 million, mm. right? And you're buying a $100 million house. Um, give us a quotation give us a price give us a costing as an attorney um for yanni mm -hmm. and what happens just like with the banks what happens is um one attorney gives you this cost the other attorney gives you that cost or the evaluator gives you that cost and then what happens is you the client then chooses which attorney you want to go with mm -hmm. you want to go with the pretty one that you saw earlier <laughs> but you realize the pretty one charging you more money than the ugly man attorney who you never did want going no it's up to you well i'm sorry i don't mean to sound bad i'm not calling anybody pretty or ugly but i'll just give you an example it is for you now as the client just like you did with the mortgage to decide who you want to go with mm -hmm. is it that you're rich and you don't care about the costing and you want to go with the pretty attorney mm -hmm. then fine but we're giving persons the option mm -hmm. um to pick from.